Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Today is Martin Luther King Day. I originally thought about not doing an episode today. And then uh, if you've been uh, faithfully listening, you'll notice that I did an epi- a little mini episode yesterday about uh, uh, some black-white uh, considerations. And then I just thought, you know, I'm skipping uh, doing episodes on on, uh, on many holidays, but uh, I think it actually would be better to do one today on MLK Day and get it dedicated to Jackie Robinson. Uh, first, dedicate to our sponsors of the show, Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, the other Beckett entities. Uh, so it's MLK Day today. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of the things I'm doing in my retirement that uh, speak to the uh, the kind of the African American situation in this country. But uh, no one can deny that uh, Jackie Robinson uh, courageously opened those doors back in 1947. He was handpicked to be the guy. He, um, you know, the movie 42. I'm not going to rehash all the bio about uh, Jackie. I think the movie was was good. I saw that. And just the whole number 42 thing, we could talk about that, that uh, you know, Jackie Robinson broke into the majors in uh, April 15th of 1947, which uh, used to be known as Tax Day. Now at Major League Baseball, it's Jackie Robinson Day. And all the players uh, wear uh, special 42 uh, jerseys and, and honor uh, Jackie Robinson's uh, memory. Mariana Rivera, uh, another great, great uh, player, uh, was the last player to wear 42. It was kind of grandfathered in when they when they um, said that was going to be permanently retired across the league. That uh, Mariano Rivera had a, a long and distinguished career. Went went uh, went all the way to the end with that. Oh, where do I start? Well, he he was uh, not just the rookie of the year. He was the probably the oldest rookie of the year up to that point. Uh, he was uh, 28 when he broke into the major leagues. He He'd uh, been signed by Branch Rickey, who, uh, interestingly enough, was not just the general manager of the Dodgers, but also a part owner. So he had uh, a lot riding. He had handpicked Jackie, as the movie uh, indicates. And uh, uh, the other thing that it's he's Jackie Robinson is, is miscast as a pacifist or someone that always turned the other cheek. Because if you read about his uh, early life, he was uh, somewhat defiant about it at times. Not necessarily belligerent, but uh, uh, standing his ground kinds of things and uh, and uh, just asking for equal dignity and equal respect. He'd been a <laughs> he'd been a multi-sport star. In fact, it, it it kind of indicates that he was a you know, I've heard a, a three sport letterman in high school. Rarely do I hear about a four sport letter letterman, but uh, he actually probably could have had a fifth letter. Turns out he was he was, you know, track and football and basketball and uh and baseball, of course, but he, he also won some tennis tournaments and played tennis in high school. So I don't know why he didn't get a letter. Maybe he was too busy with the with the other sports. But an amazing guy, an amazing guy. So uh, he he actually wasn't the oldest rookie. Uh, you know, as, as we carry forward, uh, Sam Jethro was actually older a few years after that. Another black player that came in who was um, super fast, but uh, didn't really. Um, uh, stand the test of time, and and then Kazuhiro Sasaki, another uh, uh, Japanese player, was uh, was thirty two ish, I think, when he got the rookie of the year. And of course, Ichiro Suzuki was uh, uh, he was uh, twenty seven and a half or something, so he was not as old as Jackie Robinson. And I remember thinking, well, gee, how how old can you be and still be a rookie? Well, Jackie Robinson certainly uh, broke through, broke the color line, and that was uh, uh, and the rest is history. 
he was uh, the first in the National League, first, first obviously in the big leagues, but Larry Doby came in later. Again, he's another Hall of Famer. Satchel Paige uh, early in uh, 48, the, the following year. And there were you know, quite a string of of uh, very successful Willie Mays in in uh, 51, maybe, well, at, at least 51. And so you had this uh, influx of, uh, of of real talent coming in, and it was, uh, the, the, the floodgates opened, and it was pretty amazing. Uh, as for cards, he was, uh, you know, the South is very different from the North. He was playing in, uh, there, there weren't teams in the North, there were minor league teams in the North, but, I mean, in the South, but uh, all the big league teams, teams were... Uh, we're pretty much in the north, and uh, not so much in the west, but the the Midwest and, and the north. So the Bond bread product that of thirteen card set, which I've had some of them, they're hard to get. They're not really considered as rookie card because it's uh, it was uh, you know issued uh, on like on a regional basis. And then the forty seven to sixty six exhibits, again, that, my, all my price guide experience and background. It's just it's just troublesome when you have a set that's printed out or that's produced over many years. And you have to give it a, you're forced into giving it a year designation and the range of years indicates the range those exhibits were produced, but not, uh, it, not easy to tell what year was which. Again, if Jackie Robinson had been printed in 47, which I don't believe is the case, uh, that, that would be kind of like an oversized rookie card as well. There's also the Parade Sportive, uh, Montreal set that, that says 43 to 48. I think it's very unlikely that, uh, I mean, Jackie Robinson wouldn't have been 43, but there actually is a possibility that he would have been, that that could have been almost like a pre-rookie card when he was on the Montreal Royals. It's oversized. It's thinner stock, but the uh, the Beckett OPG listed as 200 bucks. And uh, again, I, I couldn't say these things when I was doing price guides, but I'd be a buyer at 200 bucks for that uh, oversized card uh, or photo slash card. The... Uh, the confusion sometimes on on Jackie's rookie card has has been with uh, what was originally listed as a uh, 1948 leaf, and there's been you know batting that around of how that uh, I think there's a greater understanding now that that the the leaf baseball cards in the late 40s were uh, most likely a 49 issue. The problem was for me when I was doing those early price guides and very involved in the 70s was that there was a perception that because Many of those cards had 1948 copyrights on the back, that it was uh, perhaps a 48 issue, perhaps a 48-49, perhaps issued over two years, where perhaps some of the cards came out in 48, and then the short prints maybe came out in 49. I think that's been uh, debunked pretty solidly by my my friend and longtime contributor, uh, Ted Zanadakis, who really specializes in all things 1949. I think, I'm not sure that's the year I was born, so I have no personal knowledge, but he's a little bit older than me, and he remembers buying packs. So uh, if the Leaf is actually a 1949 issue, then he also has a 1949 Bowman issue, which is also tough, but not tougher necessarily than any other uh, 49 Bowman uh, low number. Uh, the Leaf could have been really problematic. Doby and, you know, Larry Doby and Satchel Page, those guys, uh, again, another evidence that it's probably a 1949 issue is uh, because Satchel Page came up in 48. Those guys are both short prints. They were in the very, very tough series of 49. It's a skip number set. Numbers go up to 168, but you've got 49 coming out that are not common, but uh, easier than the short prints that came out uh, later and are tough to find. The print quality, the production quality is, is not good there. I noticed another thing about him in his, um, 
in his uh, background that was a parallel to me. I, uh, he was in the army and he was he he uh, was honorably discharged as a second lieutenant, which is kind of what I was. It's uh, he was he was a lieutenant in the army, and uh, I, dig, dig, I was digging a little bit deeper and found out that he'd been. You know, there were some issues there. Again, I, I think uh, uh, problematic, uh, symptomatic of the times. But he was a uh, he uh, went through OCS and and then was uh, reassigned and. Again, you you don't make captain unless you do. Uh, you have to put in your time and do all this stuff. And so I was only in. I wasn't in long enough, as I indicated in my uh, Veterans Day episode. And so I have that in common with Jackie Robinson. Uh, Jackie Robinson is uh, available on eBay. <laughs> uh, lots of things. I, I think the uh, the Leaf card is probably his uh, most expensive card. The the forty nine Leaf. Uh, his uh, forty nine Bowman is is difficult as well. The fifty Bowman is is tricky. Uh, looked up on ComC. There's about a thousand Jackie Robinson cards available on ComC. No, no Leaf rookies, but there was. I did see a 49 Bowman on the uh, in the uh, OPG at Beckett. Uh, th- there's 5,000 different Jackie Robinson cards available out in the in the uh, card universe, uh, of which the Beckett Marketplace has about a thousand different that are for sale there, uh, with about 5,000 total cards for sale, which was. Uh, uh, some to pick from. You, you can certainly go to those places and, and check it out. Uh, I mentioned uh, yesterday the, the the a couple things. One was the idea that um, that uh, Mantle and Mays came up about the same time. Both played uh, center field. Were both just outstanding performance on the field. Uh, and and uh, and yet Mantle was the uh, by far the more valuable. And I just want to close that loop by just saying there's it's it's a it's a personality issue I think uh, if you talk to some of the people along the way. And one of the things I'm looking forward to doing is is a, a tribute episode to Cy Berger, who really um, the, the moral of that story is I think Cy Berger really befriended uh, Willie Mays, and um, and they, which began a lifelong friendship. And I, I really respect that. That's kind of what I was trying to get at with my. Uh, episode, my mini episode yesterday about the, the, the black-white friendship dinners, which have been very successful, although I, in fairness, need to point out that this each white guy bringing a black friend and each black guy bringing a white friend, that um, that, that that turned out great. But one of the years, I, I got with my co-host and I said, let's try something different this year. Let's I'm going to find some white guys that don't have a black friend, and you're going to find some black guys that don't have a white friend, and we're going to put them all in the room and see what happens. And I can tell you, there was... It's a couple hours over dinner in a in a in a in a, in a home setting is still not enough time to really build trust for people that have um, that have uh, that really don't uh, understand the uh, what uh, the, the position of the other person. Uh, in summary, it came up and again. I don't want to get too much into this, but uh, I could see that every white man, whether they had a black friend or not, was seeing look how far again of of a certain age. These were all guys in their sixties, let's say. Uh, you could see, look how far uh, we've come as a society, and yet the black men were all thinking, but look how far we have to go. Uh, we're not; uh, the job is not finished. So, uh, here, here on that, um, I'm hoping to leave this world a better place than than I found it. Uh, one other issue that's really uh, fun when we're, we're talking about sports card insights, but part of the sports card hobby is autographs. And Jackie Robinson, I don't know that he was an extremely tough autograph when he was playing, but but he died in 1972, and that's before the real boom in the hobby, and there weren't card shows for him to appear and sign. Uh, he's uh, You might be confused when you see that there are... Actually, one of the cheaper ways to get his autograph sometimes is like on a on a team sheet or on a on a um, on an autographed uh, team ball. 
those, uh, for whatever reason, the sum of the parts does not equal the whole on there. If you find a single sign ball of Jackie Robinson, you, you, you've got something that's great because that wasn't normally done that much in those days. It's become much more in vogue now. And uh, certainly, if you have some of his uh, signed cards, which I, I do have a couple of those, I do have some of those, and those are fun to me. I just I, I don't know that the the industry, the hobby is going to catch on to say, wow, if you've got one of these. Uh, again, his last card really is uh, of playing career is fifty six, and so you you really don't have that many chances. But if you have one of his cards with an autograph, it just seems like that's at some point those could take on greater value. Um, the, the problem is some of the cards that people would get autographed in those days were not necessarily in, uh, in mint condition, but any autograph, if I, I went on eBay to see what I could find, there, there are no cheap Jackie Robinson autographs, which is, is probably the way it, way it should be. So I'm going to go back and dig through and see, see if I've got any, um, any uh, extra stuff here. Uh, again, uh, it's, it's rare that you can, um, well, it's not rare, but I, I've always been a fan of uh, players that uh, that had uh, that made contributions on the field as well as off the field. I've told you, Jackie Robinson. I think he's a, an American hero, but uh, Roberto Clemente was an American hero and a Puerto Rican uh, hero as well. So uh, he was my guy growing up. Jackie Robinson, slightly ahead of my time in terms of watching him play in his prime. I've said I think my I remember watching the the uh, '57 World Series on TV in our little black and white that we had, which was. Uh, uh, I guess Manlin Aaron and not Jackie Robinson, not the, not the Dodgers at that point. So another episode, uh, uh, again, I don't know that sometimes people have off on Martin Luther King day. Sometimes they don't. Um, and, um, I hope you, uh, can stop today and reflect on uh, the fact that, uh, again, my, my heart's desire is to, uh, leave the hobby and the industry and, and the, this country and the world in a better place and make my, uh, small contributions to that in uh, any way that I can. And I hope you'll do the same. I'm, I'm, uh, again, I've just gotten so much enjoyment out of the hobby and I want to, this podcast is a way of passing that on. So thanks for your attention. I'll be back tomorrow with another, uh, uh issue episode. Thank you. The man in the house of God.